Welcome to The Sauce, a St. Louis restaurant podcast. I'm Liz Wolfson. I'm Mira Nagarajan. And I'm Michelle Volansky. For this episode, we're taking a little bit of a break, a little deviation from our normal format to zoom in on a very special feature that is in our October issue, which is a power ranking of all 40 sandwiches on the menu at the gramophone, which is in the Grove. At Sauce, we are very careful to not say that we think something is the best unless we are really able to definitively say we've tried all the things and we know for certain this is the best. We talk about things that we really like, but to say that something is the best, there's a very high bar for that. But with the gramophone, because they have such a huge menu and it really is such a beloved sandwich place in St. Louis, we had, you know, kind of struggled, I would say, you know, in the office for a number of years to sort of figure out, like, how do we talk about the gramophone? Because immediately, whenever it would come up, it would be like, well, my favorite sandwich is this. And then someone would be like, well, my favorite sandwich is that. So we just, you know, it was something we were kind of mulling over for a long time. I think we could never decide on a specific eat this, you know, whenever we'd bring it up. Be like, well, what's the best sandwich in the gramophone? And we can never decide. Exactly. We're always tempted to think of a subject where we could do a power ranking. It sounds so fun, but it, you know, the reality of it is usually pretty overwhelming difficult. But this specific one, it was a passion project for uh, a former colleague of ours, Adam Rothbarth, our previous staff writer, who's now a food and kitchen writer at Vice in yes, Chicago. In Chicago. So this one, shout out to Adam. Yes. We'll, yes. <laughs> we, out, we made it happen. Yeah. Dedicated to Adam. Thank you for your inspiration. So, you know, when we finally decided to really commit to doing this, it did present um, a pretty daunting question of what is the process? You know, how do we manage this story? And as managing editor, it was thus my responsibility to figure this out. And so I took the menu and I realized that there were 40 sandwiches. And I said, okay, well, we can do, you know, trying four sandwiches per week feels manageable, realistic. In terms of the ranking part of it, obviously, it was important to be able to have input from the entire editorial staff in order to establish where a sandwich would fall within this power ranking. Because, you know, part of what you're struggling with is how do you account for taste? How do you account for people's individual um, preferences when it comes to a sandwich. So, you know, this was part of the beauty of having us all kind of um, try every single sandwich and then put in our, our two cents. So I created a kind of voting sheet that was anonymous and it was the same sheet for every week and it would have just, you know, the names of whatever sandwiches we were trying that week. And then it would be ranked from one to five. And then there were also space 
there was also space for comments. And so every week I would put in the order for those whatever four sandwiches we were trying. We'd bring it back to the office, you know, cut them up into a number of pieces so everyone could give it a try. And then everyone would give each sandwich their personal ranking and then, you know, comment on whatever aspects of the sandwich were most kind of noteworthy to them, either good or bad, you know? I mean, because again, there were some things that were not necessarily enjoyed by everyone. So yeah, that was our approach. And then at the end, once it was all done, you know, we crunched the numbers and came up with an average score for each sandwich. And that was how we then created the power ranking to figure out which sandwiches scored the highest with the group. It was a really beautiful era of our lives to have Gramophone Tuesdays. <laughs> yes, we were doing it on Tuesdays. Tuesdays was the um, assigned day of the week. And so, yes, Gramophone Tuesdays was it was a beautiful thing. So without further ado, let's reveal the top five sandwiches. And again, this is out of 40. There are 40 total sandwiches on the menu. In fifth place which was actually a tie with a score of 4.2, again, out of five, was the Taco Dell and the All Up in Your Grill. The Taco Dell, I think, out of these two is the one that I can speak to. I loved that our um, digital managing editor, Lauren Healy, made a discovery during this research that she only wants sandwiches with chips in them. And the Taco Dell has a very generous portion of tortilla chips in it. It is like a taco sandwich. So there's seasoned beef, there's creamy nacho cheese, red onion, tomato, shredded iceberg lettuce, sour cream, and then a little hot sauce and the tortilla chips. And it really did bring the crunch factor. Mm -hmm. Chips and sandwiches it's not necessarily, it's not a new concept, but it's like watching a discovery through a baby's eyes to see her discover that this was like the new way for her forward when it comes to sandwiches uh, was really special to watch. Yes. And so in the tie for five, my heart is with the Taco Dell for mm -hmm. this reason. The All Up in Your Grill is essentially like a very fancy or like maximalist grilled cheese. Okay, so it's got different types of cheese. It's got Proval, mozzarella, white cheddar, gouda. It's got the tomato, which to me, if there's tomato in a grilled cheese, I don't see it as a grilled cheese anymore. It's like venturing into caprese territory, but that's like mm -hmm. personal opinion. Fair, fair. But... I did think the all up in your grill was really good because it's on this like garlic sourdough bread, which brings another like element of flavor. And I loved the crunch factor on it because it was like a really good golden crust. So I did love the all up in your grill. I did love it. Perhaps you would dispute characterizing it as a grilled cheese. It's just a very cheesy sandwich. Yeah, it's not called... <laughs> The ultimate grilled cheese. That's it's true. called All Up in Your Grill. So I'll let it go. You're right. You're right. So that was number five. At number four, with a score of 4.4, we have the Frenchie. That was my favorite in the top five with the tie yeah. because of how rich it is. I loved that it has, it's got melted Swiss, chicken. And it's got this oil and vinegar aioli that 
they are very generous with. And then there's bacon and then some red onion in it. But I thought that the oil and vinegar aioli really brought like a tang to it that was so good. I love that it's on this toasty baguette. It's such a great, it, you want a breadier crust for how rich this is. Mm-hmm. It's basically like, it's like fettuccine Alfredo level of richness right. inside. So it wants like a chewier, crustier exterior to kind of balance how heavy it is. But I thought it was such a good sandwich. What did you all think? With the Frenchie, for me, as we know, a saucier, richer sandwich is like not my vibe. But I will say that I did appreciate I think the red onion for me is really crucial because it gives it a little acid that really is very impactful in terms of balance. Moving on to our number three ranked sandwich is with a score of 4.5 out of 5 is the Phil and Chad's Excellent Adventure. And this for me was my favorite in the top five. And it's beefy. It's a beef sandwich. They're using steak in it. So it's a steak sandwich. It's on that garlicky baguette. There is cheese on there. It's a white cheddar cheese, which gives it, you know, it's a melty cheese. So there's some softness there, but it's got like that white cheddar flavor. So, you know, that kind of nuttiness that cheddar has. And then there's some like sauteed peppers and onions that give it, you know, it's definitely got cheesesteak vibes to it, which in terms of the Phil and Chad's excellent adventure name, it's like a Philly cheesesteak picked up some cheddar and went on a, you know, a fun escapade. I think it's a really aptly named sandwich. And um, I loved it. Yeah, I think through our research, a couple takeaways that we all kind of agreed on is that Gramophone does red meat really well. I feel like we were all yeah. really drawn to all the the roast beef, the steak sandwiches. Even those of us who like don't usually think those are our favorite. Our top three sandwiches, those are like the proteins that are the stars. And yes. also cheese. They do a wide range of so many cheeses. Fried cheeses, white cheeses. They have like an amazing jalapeno popper sauce that they put on sandwiches. So mm-hmm. Phil and Ched's mm-hmm. is really like the taking all those things that are their strengths and like going to the extreme. And I think what was a little divisive about the fill and sheds was the flank steak, because I think some of it is like depending on like what bite you get within a sandwich, like some with steak, it's like the marbling can be not inconsistent, but just varied, you know, from point to point within the cut. And so I think there were some points where it had a little more chew to it. And for me, I didn't find that problematic. I like a little chew, to be perfectly honest. I have a strong jaw, you know, like (laughs) for me, that's appealing. But I get that it's not for everyone. So I think that's a part of how it ended up at number three rather than higher up, even though it shares many components with some of the higher rank sandwiches. So at number two... We have the Alcatraz with a score of 4.6 out of 5. For me personally, going into this gramophone ranking, the Alcatraz was the sandwich that I I called from the beginning. I was like, that's my favorite. This is what I get. I bet it's going to be my number one. And I tried all 40. And for me personally, you know, this is number one in my heart. It's my favorite sandwich. It's the one I get. I 
spoke last about the last sandwich being kind of a textbook example of like taking what gramophone does great to the extreme. And this is like what gramophone does best to me as a normal sandwich. They have that great boss sauce that's really tangy and keeps it really saucy. Melty cheeses. They have Swiss and Prevel on there. I love the caramelized onions. Add caramelized onions to anything and that you got me. And it's this toasty uh, sourdough bread that, of course, again, toast a sandwich. You got me. It's my favorite. The, the menu makes a little joke about that it's like a reference to one of their favorite drive through burgers. And I've always kind of debated with people about whether they were going for like a White Castle vibe or maybe like an In-N-Out burger vibe because that sauce kind of gives me both of those flavors. Undecided, but it's delicious. And we should note that the Alcatraz is, if not the only one of just a couple of sandwiches on the gramophone menu that comes with the option of either beef or turkey. And we did try it both ways. And there was definitely a strong preference, you know, universally within the staff for the beef version. Yeah, maybe it was just that feeling of like hearkening back to like a Frisco melt burger Mm. kind of feeling. Yeah. But uh, the turkey was still good, but it definitely paled in comparison. The number one ranked sandwich in the Sauce Magazine's Gramophone Power Ranking with a score of 4.75 out of 5 was the... Philly cheesesteak. We love the Philly cheesesteak. I think it was just the perfect example of a Philly cheesesteak. They have like a lot of garlic from the bread. It's got cheese whiz. It's got the peppers. It's got the onions. I love the thin shave on the beef in the sandwich because I feel like it gives it some crispy edges. It's like easy to bite. So like when you bite into it doesn't all pull away or fall apart. I thought the cook on the peppers and the onion was really like nice. It was soft. It had a lot of flavor to it. There was some caramelization on it that gave it like an added layer of flavor and texture. But I thought it was such a great example of a Philly cheesesteak and loved it. I love a Philly cheesesteak and this was like definitely one to try if that's your sandwich. It's the number one. And we did um, call and verify that it is Cheese Whiz. They're not doing like some housemate, you know, they're just going straight for the classic. The classic. Yeah. Staying true to the original. Yeah. Don't mess with what works. Our staff writer, Ian Shaw, wrote this description and he points out that it is, you know, somewhat ironic that an iconic St. Louis sandwich place that the number one sandwich would be from another city, you know, the Philly cheesesteak invented in Philadelphia. But he also points out that the best test of a quality restaurant is to try just a classic item, you know, whether it's vanilla ice cream at an ice cream shop, a marinara pizza, you know, a pizza place. It's just the way to tell. Where are they starting from in terms of their execution? And, you know, what's a more iconic sandwich than a Philly cheesesteak? Can't think of it. Yeah. I liked that the number one was a recognizable sandwich where you don't have to explain it to people. Right. People know. And I feel like there is an expectation on their end. If you're calling it a Philly cheesesteak, not all up in your grill 
or for a grilled cheese. <laughs> right. If you're calling it a Philly cheesesteak, it should live up to its name and it does. Yes, absolutely. So that was our gramophone power ranking. I mean, please check out the full story at saucemagazine.com. Our hope with this story is that it'll be really useful to people because with 40 sandwiches, it can be overwhelming. You know, where do you start? And beyond the power ranking, you could just go for the number one. Or if you know that there is a sandwich, an ingredient, something that you really gravitate towards, you can flip through the whole feature and find the sandwich that seems like it speaks to what you really love. We talk about decision fatigue in our office, which I do suffer from when it comes to ordering at restaurants. So if anybody is willing to do the legwork to guide me to the choice that's going to be the most optimal for me, I'll take it. So I think like one thing we all agree on is that the Gramophone is a great restaurant and they do so many things right and it does make it hard to choose. And so this was our interpretation of what the best of the best that they have to offer and explanations as to how we arrived at those choices. So I hope it will be useful. And, you know, let us know, like on social on Facebook when we post it, you know, we'll probably be trolling for answers about what your what readers' favorite sandwiches are. I would yeah. love to know. I feel like people are going to have feelings about our placement of Mississippi Nights. I feel like that's a fan favorite. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. If your forever favorite ranked did not make it as high up on the list as you feel like it should, let us know. We can't wait to hear. From the Mississippi Nights, here are some of the comments. So in the top six, we have like fuller written through descriptions of each sandwich. But since Michelle called this particular one out, the rest of the sandwiches just have a few quotes from our comment cards. The quotes read, a bit much in terms of ingredients, but love the bacon in particular. For the sauce of birds, too saucy. (laughs) And love the chips. They give it a spicier note, which is against all the meats. I mean, I'm sure Lauren had her chip comment and it lived to see the light of day. But I think it's like, that's the point is like all the stuff that we talk about. There's explanations for why, to some degree, for where they uh, land on our list. Yes, that's right. That's right. It's not just like assigned a score with no kind of like, you know, insight or explanation of of where that came from. So even if you disagree, it will give you some insight into the preferences of the Sauce Magazine staff. (laughs) Okay, well, I think that's a great place to wrap up. Cannot wait to see all of the listeners and readers comments on uh, the internet and um We'll be back next week with our normal podcast format. So thanks as always for listening and we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time. Cheers. Links and location information to all the restaurants mentioned in this episode can be found in our show notes. Our audio engineer is Alejandro Ramirez. Additional reporting for this episode was done by Ian Shaw, Michelle Volansky, and Lauren Healy. Episodes of The Sauce are recorded at the St. Louis Public Library's Creative Experience Studio. Find new episodes of The Sauce every Wednesday and listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts.